Hello and welcome to the Fence End Podcast. Uh, Simon here. Normally uh, I'd be joined by Fraser, but he's unavailable today. Um, hopefully we'll have him back soon. But um, we've got our very own Paul from the Fence End Podcast. Hi, Paul. How are you? Hiya. I'm good, thanks. Good, good. Uh, we've got uh, well James or Swish Yellow. How would you prefer to be called? Just... James, either, James is fine. James is fine. James, James is fine. Who's, who's been on with us before. So a, a welcome return. And, and we also have a, uh, a first time on the pod for uh, Joe from The Fanatics. Hi, Joe. How are you? Hi, guys. You all right? Yeah, very well. Very well. Thanks for joining us. Um, obviously, we're going to talk about uh, Joey Beecham um, and the very sad news that, that we all heard about on Saturday. Um, we'll cover that later. We'll do a very quick review on, on Charlton and, and crew from midweek, and then we'll preview the Cambridge game and obviously talk much more about about Joey but uh yeah initially I suppose let's let's quickly rattle through with with two very good away wins and, and two clean sheets and and starting with Charlton what a fantastic performance you, you couldn't get a better away day really with with Charlton it was um um it was it was a just seeing loads of Oxford around London um, as as we were heading towards the game, there was a little bit of a, a a mess up with some of the tickets, but that all got sorted in the end. Um, boisterous away end and a pretty perfect performance, including an ex-player getting sent off, <laughs> some pretty remarkable goals. Um, it just it just went down as a really fun, happy. Um, game to go to it was one of the ones you're really pleased you went absolutely and, it, and it's been a, a kind of quite a happy hunting ground for us recently uh and we've had some I, I would imagine those three very good results you've seen as well yeah obviously the Ledson one stands out but I, I don't know if I'm which one would be better now the three two or the four nil I think, yeah, the uh, the excitement of a kind of last minute win is always fantastic. But then also seeing a team like we did on Saturday just completely dominate, a, you know, a half decent side. I know they're, they're sort of down at the bottom, but they're, they've been on a on a reasonable run. Um, but to dominate a team like that and like like James said, James said to, to score some fantastic goals in that is is, is fantastic. Paul, what, what were you, did you go, or, or have you, were you a Radio Oxford listener? I was a Radio Oxford listener, um, but I think it all kind of started before the kickoff. You know, like with the formation, nobody saw that coming, um, mm. and then you kind of left thinking, well, that that kind of worked. <laughs> like, do you do you go back to what we know, or do you kind of mix? It? It's nice to know we can mix it up. We've got players who can do different things, and. I think it was good to give Seddon a bit of a rest um, because we've relied a lot on him playing and when you're out of form and you've got no competition, it was nice to see him go out and then other people come in and say, complete change of shape. They just didn't know. We had no idea. So, you know, they would have (laughs) had no idea what they were going to face. And, you know, it, as I say, it kind of worked. And two up front. I mean, Charlton fans must have loved having two up front from a Carl Robinson side against them. <laughs> <laughs> like, Absolutely. Like, Bulldog as well. Like, you didn't know what you were going to get with him. But, like, I've seen so many people make comments about so glad that we've got him rather than Defoe, which you mm. can't really... Argue. I mean, he's, he's, it's more, his mind is just on it. And you can tell he's played at a higher level. And it's... 
you've got a few of those in the squad now, not at the moment because he's injured, but with Henry and you've got Bowden there as well. You've just got that little bit of knowledge, you know, mm. they can kind of adjust and manage the game and then leave the youngsters to do their thing. But yeah, it's just, it was, it was unexpected that's the way that it came about, but then you dominated the game so much. At no point were you kind of concerned. I think they had like the first 20 minutes they came out of the traps, but as soon as we got, you know, in front, that was it. Mm. Okay, you're right, Paul. There was, there was no kind of fear at any mm. point during that game and the, the shock before the game of the formation well shock surprise I, I guess but as the game went forward and we had white bulldog and taylor as this kind of tr- upside down triangle um pressing so high into the the charlton back line which was pretty labored i must say we took absolute advantage of that game and it's been it's been a long, long time that I've seen us come up against, let's say, a pretty major club in a division and turned them over so effectively. We've we've gone away at teams which we could big-headedly say we're a bit bigger than and more resourced than um, and, and did really well against them and dominated them. But this was just pure... We owned Charlton. Their fans started leaving uh, before half-time, which I'd never seen before, right? I'd certainly seen it before as an Oxford fan, (laughs) right? Where we look round and you see people, certainly it's the Birmingham 7-0 and that horrendous game at Sunderland. Um, But just to see that, see an away performance that was so dominating, to see the crowd so up for it and I Joe I wanted to ask you which of the three Charlton games got you the most bruises on <laughs> on the celebrations definitely the most recent one yeah um yeah I I am covered in bruises still <laughs> were, were you vertical after Cam's goal I think a lot of people looking at the some yeah of the I was I was all over the place <laughs> <laughs> it was it was just amazing to to see that build up because we're giving it the the big one with possession and we're controlling the ball we'd had a spell i think of about 20 or 30 touches and it went out for a ryan williams corner and gave us a bit of a cheer and then we we did it again and every time oxford got the ball we were cheering and um doing the old ole thing yeah i don't think i've seen ole's come quicker than that in a game before it was just (laughs) amazing and the celebrations were you looked around and everybody kind of had their our mouths wide open. Like, what had we just seen? That was incredible. And, um, yeah, such a, a buoyant display from from our, our football club. Mm. You mentioned... It's, it, it, it's interesting with bringing Baldock in. And, ha- and you can't drop Matt Taylor, but you've got Baldock, who is a, clearly a very, very good footballer, who's played at a higher level than this for most of his career. And if you're bringing him in on a sort of half season, you've got to use him. So it's almost like, I won't say it's been forced on him, but Carl's had to try and work a way of getting both of them on the pitch at the same time. And and this this formation just seemed to work brilliantly. You've got energy with Williams and Sykes as, the, as your wing-backs, who are, are both, you know, got unbelievable stamina. And, it, and, and 
you know, with Kane and Brannigan in midfield, he can quite easily sort of drop deeper and, and fill in when they go forward. It's it's worked brilliantly. Yeah, I think with um, with Brannigan as well, he's such a, a like he's infectious. Like there's there's so many people who like during a transfer window or whatever, they say they're just going to concentrate on football. With him, he does. Mm. At no point has he been off of his game or whatever. And I don't know if you've seen the YouTube clip, but on deadline day, because obviously there was the thing with um, Jimmy Bullard in the background, he yeah. was he was doing a penalty shootout with Jimmy Bullard and Simon mm. Eastwood on deadline day. He wasn't affected by it at all. And to see, to see his spirit and everyone in that squad, they're just, they're just loving playing. You know, it's, it is a job for them, but they are. You can see the enjoyment, and it's getting. It's the the crowd can play off of that as well. Mm. Um, You're right, Paul. It's that t- team cohesiveness mm. that Oxford United has got, and and I, I know there are people who still criticise KR, right? And um, whatever their reason, people are allowed an opinion, right? But you yeah. cannot deny that he has created a team spirit at Oxford United we certainly haven't seen since Appleton and it's Mm. probably going back to before Wilder as well Mm. that we had a team that was so confident right and enjoying football and it just seems like and we'll go on to it with some of the the stuff with 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 Joey that the way Carl is behaving is just on the money He's not misstepping at all in supporting his players and the club and the fans. He just always seems to find sort of say the right thing, doesn't he? Like even today with the interviews, he's even after the game yesterday, there was nothing about crew in his mind. All that was going through it was the Beecham stuff for Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right, and I and I think that that management, man management, um, is is really important in this in this running. We're not going to win every single game, right? Go, going out to the end of the season, but having a team spirit is something that we as Oxford fans have probably been a little bit um, lacking over previous regimes. You know, we look at what Wickham have done with with Ainsworth, and you know, we give them a lot of a lot of stick for the way they play football. But boy, has he got a team of players that play for him. Mm. Right, and we've got that now, and that's what's putting us in in that driving seat. It'll eke out a couple of extra points here and there. Um, you look at some of the chaos in the in the the, the clubs chasing um, where we are, and it does seem to be teams with settled management that that are kind of um, reaping the rewards of that. And we saw that Charlton. It was just it was, and it was really nice for Carl as well at the end. You know he was a little bit reserved when he came onto the pitch and, you know, the fans eked out a few mm. more cheers out of him. And you could really see by the third time, he he let go of his yeah. emotion at that point. You know, the first couple of times where he put his fists up to people, you know, giving him the cheer, he was kind of reserved. But on the third one, you really saw that actually this game meant a bloody great deal to him, you know. You're, you're absolutely right with the way... He's man managing, and and the way you know Luke McNally obviously you know lost a, a close friend of his recently, and and the first thing in in Carl's mind is whatever Luke needs to do, we'll support him. 
You know, yeah. if if he's got to go, which he did, that's you. You know, you you go back home with our blessing and, and our love and that kind of thing. You're absolutely right. His his the way he behaves, not just with the players as well, with the club, the people around the club. You know, going back, we've talked about it on the pod before on a number of occasions. The he came to Womble's funeral. You know, uh, everybody remembers Womble and. That was on a on a weekend on a Friday before a, a weekend that we didn't have a game, and he Carl had gone back up home to Liverpool to see family. It came back down on the Friday to to attend the funeral, and it's 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 uh, it, it it is just a doing the right thing. It's not always you know in football it's sometimes there's praise for for just being a human being, but yeah. I think he's gone he's gone beyond just doing the right thing. He's he's you know he's doing absolutely everything spot on you're, you're right with the way he's treating people he understands people his man management skills are are good you know we i think sykes he was one that was called out a little bit last season about his attitude and things like that and i know football's different if you know if my boss went on the media and started talking about my performance at work you kind of think well, that's a bit odd football's yeah. football is different you know and it it, it it they they use different tactics to get the best out of people but he's certainly got a, a squad of players that clearly want to play for him, who, who really work and enjoy working together and, and winning together, but also have set high standards. You know, you, you, you've only got to look at someone like Brannigan. If something goes wrong, there's a loose pass. He's on to people. You know, he wants absolutely everything done right. And it, it's it's not just winning the game. It's doing things the right way to make sure that you get into good habits and and that man management thing is is good as well you know if you're consistent with your man management you know players respect that and it's it yeah it, it's we're very lucky to have him yeah it's part part of the job of a football manager it's not just about setting the tactics right because if there was a an easy way or a kind of magic ingredient to to what tactics you know rock paper scissors mm. football isn't that right so it's about taking guesses on tactics, coaching players, again, trying to get that out of the, the best of players when it comes to their actual skill and ability is another talent. But his job, it's a manager. His job is to manage people. And he's doing a great job um, for Oxford United. And I think, it heart, again, there's, it's just the way Carl was treating our fan base during the pandemic and ringing people who were, you know, a little bit lonely and stuff like that. It's just, it's just things like that speak volumes um, to the to the man. And and I was a little bit sceptical when he first came um, to the club. I remember listening to his first interview and reading some Charlton fans. And the Charlton fans were saying he speaks a good game, but that's about it. You know, you'll find he he does speak a good game. So you take that with a little bit of a pinch of salt at the start, but any doubt in my head that Carl Robinson is one of Oxford's finest managers has gone mm. not because of results right but because of the way he has respectfully taken ownership and control of our club and that means a lot to me as a fan the way he's done that I yeah. think the way I think he um he's probably learned a lot from his wife you know the mental health side that he's just got it down you know You've got so many. You, you look at his track record. He's got so many maverick players who he can come in, and he treats everybody differently, but depending on their personalities, and he just reads people so well. And he's got 
this situation with Joey spot on. He gets most things spot on. And when sometimes you're left scratching your head thinking, what are you saying or whatever? But normally there is a reason behind that. And it's normally gets the results that he's after. He's he's just I don't think I've known an Oxford United manager who's in as in touch with the mental health side of. Well, I was going to say the game, but just general population. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and and, and uh, you know, for, for someone we may well go on the onto this in the in the piece about Joey, right? And and Carl has undoubtedly helped Oxford United fans who've been in a dark place through his actions. He may not know it, right? But he he absolutely has um, saved people from very dark places and I think it's a, a a credit to him the way he's behaved and been able to to kind of bring a um a, a, a support a group right to, to kind of be behind him yeah no you're absolutely both right and you know the the his actions they apparently knew around about half time that something had happened to Joey. The news was coming through, and, and to the way he handled that with the players, with talking about it, sort of, you know, how difficult it was to do we break the news, do we celebrate the game, knowing what was going on. But I, I, he, you know, in, in hindsight, he handled it well. It was, you know, there were people that needed to be informed before it became public, which he. He clearly knew and, and, and held back on that. Obviously, he told the players um, in the dressing room after the game, and and it, it obviously then. I, I remember I just about got on the train um, at, at Marleybone coming home when I started getting messages from from different people. So it wasn't kind of one of those things. Oh, some you know is that a not a, not a rumor that's not true? But you kind of as soon as it started coming from from several different groups, you kind of then thinking. Oh crikey! Yeah, this is this is horrible, and it but it's true, and you know, and I know Joe, you you were travelling with with Paul from Oxbox, I believe. You've been up, you did the big surfer and that, and um, you know, you'd obviously heard at the same time as everyone in a way that you start getting messages coming through about someone, and and like you say, you're you're of an age where you you, you were unlucky enough you didn't get to see him play. You know, obviously you watched. YouTube clips and that kind of thing, but I think for somebody who didn't see him play, he's still a well, he still is a huge presence around the club. His, his you know, his his ability, what he did as a player, um, and so like I said, although you didn't see him play, it would have impacted you as much as anyone else. No, I mean, I, I as you say, I was travelling back with Paul, and we were talking about what we can do next few games with awareness and stuff, and the messages started popping through, and I said it's Paul and. I mean, his face just dropped, and even just the hearing of the name, I knew how big of a deal it was as well. It's sort of his legend has lived on for years and years after he played for us, and as you say, he's been in and around the club afterwards, and in and around sort of the county and the community as well. That's it. He, he, he owned, you know, it's his hometown club. Um, I know Oxblogger has written some, you know, a, a fantastic thing about. Um, he's talking about Joey and, and and how Joey was was unlucky. He never saw himself play. If he'd have seen himself play, he would have realised how much he'd achieved. You know, it was it was that kind of as an Oxford fan, 
the sad thing was he couldn't he, you know he didn't see himself play but you know that Paul uh, Paul you you know you're of an age where you will have remembered seeing him and you know you're obviously a bit younger than me and I, I at the time he was in his pomp I was playing football so I didn't see him quite as much as as those that were there week in week out I I, I came, came to the occasional game but every time you saw him play he he just lit up the game yeah he's just one of those people you just you saw he was playing you were excited he got the ball you were excited and that's before talking about the passion and stuff that he had off the pitch towards oxford united he was oxford united he was that fan who watched us play he was a ball boy watched us play and then got his dream and got to play it. And every game, every second he played, you could see it was his dream. And I think part of that is that genuine football person. It's being shown in all of the comments and things from other fans and other clubs. You know, you got teams like, I, I know, Pound in the Jar, Swindon, you know, who obviously played for. You've got them making, you know, a touching tribute to him on Twitter. All of the fans' response are also touching. There's no mm. idiots. You know, he is, he is what football should be about. And unfortunately, it's getting more and more about money. But that was not important for him. It was playing for his club. And, like, he's, I, I can say, having spoken to... Liam, who obviously is uh, doing other things now, it really hit Liam, and mm. like it's just one of those things. Like, I don't think I don't think he realizes how special he is to people, mm. um, which is a a great tragedy because he, as I say, he was everything that was good about Oxford United like he was just superb like no you're right the respect that the the Swindon Town fans showed and West Ham as well you know Mm. for for a team where he went there didn't play a a, you know a first team game played some friendlies and it, it you know it didn't work out but they had the respect they knew what he meant to us he you know every club will have a that one player that's the local boy that's come in that's done well you know from 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 the very top with you know the likes of that you know the, the class of 92 at Man United the Manchester lads involved in that Steven Gerrard at, at, um, at Liverpool all the way down to non-league players who, who play their whole career at one game and, and every club has that and those fans from other clubs realised that that was Joey for us, you know. And yeah. It, and this is part of that delicate thing that you mentioned about how the club handled it, right? And I know there was some frustration at certain people at, at the time for trying to find out what was going on. And it was like, we want to find out from the club. Why is the club not saying anything officially? And the way it happened was was a testament of what Joey was about, right? Oxfordshire is a small community. It's not a particularly big place, right? We've got a core core of fans. A lot of fans of a certain age would have known Joey, Joey, would have played football with him, would have played football with him before, would have seen him around the city. He loved the city. You know, I saw him in pubs, nightclubs. He came into my shop quite often 
um, when I was selling video games in the Westgate, right? And it was like everybody knew Joey. You saw him in the bookies. You saw him in Summertown. You saw him in Kidlington. You saw him all over the place, right? And because he was so well-connected, everybody kind of, you know, a lot of people knew him. And when the devastating news started to hit... It then kind of came as, as it wasn't like, oh, the family is going to make an announcement because so many people were his close friends mm. and it kind of exploded from there. And I remember we were we we just got off one of the trains coming back from Charlton. It was at London Bridge and people with thousands of Oxford fans going down the escalators, you know, singing yellows, yellows, yellows and um, singing loads of other songs. And then within about five minutes, the phones started going and messages started coming in and people were just it was it was just such a very surreal moment and then I I didn't really take it in it was like uh, it's happened that's really tragic it's that's sad and I just my kind of brain didn't really take in what what had happened for probably a fair few hours it was just a bit of numbness one thing I one thing I wanted to say was the club statement was absolutely perfect. Give tribute to the amazing things that he did for Oxford United and the community, and then leaving it with our thought. Your thoughts must go towards the family now to let them deal with this, and you know have privacy in dealing with this. And that's yeah. spot on because that, you know, of course we're all hurting that he's gone. But our thoughts need to be with them, and I think, you know, there's a time and a place for certain things, and uh, I think that they got it spot on. You know, there's, as you said earlier, there's a lot of people speculating and trying to get information out, and uh, mm-hmm. it's, say, so it's, it's 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 human nature, unfortunately, but I think the way that it's been dealt with by Oxford United and the fans and as I say of other clubs has been absolutely spot on yeah and we well, I think you that that's an interesting but we we take footballers who play for our club to our hearts you know we, we treat them as 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 people we know when they they don't necessarily know us you know, obviously you, Joey was different in that he was a local lad so people you know did know him but but you, you're absolutely right it, you know his family will be devastated by by what's happened and you know as, as fans we the club you're right the club you know asking to give the, the family a bit of privacy you know at an awful time but we you know i think moving on to to what's going to happen on saturday where there'll be you know a celebration of his life if you like you know the the what he did best was play football and we're we're going to go and, and enjoy a game of football hopefully and and there'll be you know, I, I, I've dug out my my '96 away shirt that I'm going to wear, and I think a lot of people. Luckily, it fits me because those those '90 shirts were very baggy. I don't think you know nowadays they they're quite as uh, forgiving for gentlemen of my age and size. But those, I've got no <laughs> chance Simon, from '96. <laughs> You'll be from fine. No, those ni- those '90 shirts were were, were baggy. It's no, not, no lycra involved or anything like that. They're, you know, there's plenty of space in those, but. Uh, but Joe, I know I'm not going to ask you for details of what you're doing, but I, I just want to say, obviously, you, you started the GoFundMe page to, to raise money to 
to to do uh, you know a, a display or, or, or for for something for Saturday's game, and uh, I had a quick look before we went on air, and we just it's just under seven thousand pounds. It's it's a remarkable thing that you've done and that the fans have, have contributed to. I mean, it is a remarkable amount of money in a short amount of time. I think it just shows it shows really how much Joe meant to everyone. Um, yeah, so we we went for we we were looking at about four five k in the week, and then we hit five and a half overnight, and we were like, oh god, <laughs> fair enough. Um, yeah, so there'll be a big surfer flag along the banner, and we got a few other little things going on around the ground but the club have been involved and stuff so they've got um a minute's of silence and a minute's of applause and stuff going on as well haven't they yeah yeah and, and a pound from each ticket going to mind the, the mental health charity which is you know remarkable if you're listening to this and you've still not got a ticket yet you're not going to go go because you know not only will you see a team that are playing great football you'll also have a chance to you know to pay your respects in a way to, to joey but also you know fund very slightly a, a, a great charity you know obviously you know Joey's demons are, are quite well known he, he, he did some interviews about going to see the sporting chance um, people and it's it's perhaps something for another pod too too raw at the moment but to talk about you know footballers and how they cope after they've retired you know that's that's for another time but it he you know I think it, it's a it's a real opportunity for for fans to to come back and 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 kind of pay their respects in a way. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be, it's gonna be very emotional. It's gonna be difficult for people. It, there's gonna be there's gonna be sadness and there's gonna be joy from it. Right, people will remember and that's uh, and it will bring smiles and that's a good thing. Yeah. Right. We we have to embrace the 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 kind of the pleasure that he gave us, and and not be um, kind of overwhelmed with with this this sense of tragedy. While it is is tragic and everything is sad, and the focus has to be on the family, we we as individuals can't really do um, a great deal other than be you know, really supportive. Um, and it's okay to be sad and it's going to be okay to kind of look back and smile and be happy about it as well. I don't think football has given people, you know, often we talk about, we've talked about mental health in in the past and the, and the club have done lots of, of really good things around that. And, and football for a lot of people on a Saturday is that chance to, I've done it myself. You talk to people who you know of football, but that aren't, you know, close family, or, or and you you can sometimes open up to people at football that you wouldn't normally open up to, and uh, and, and it's it's talking like that 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 has helped me in the past. I know, you know, talking about family bereavements and stuff like that, where you talk to people and they've gone through a similar thing, and and it it helps to talk, and and it, I think, you know. Men, especially, you know, it's that man up thing, which is, you know, such a, a silly thing to do and a silly thing to say. But that, you know, young men being able to talk, it, it's it's much more prevalent. No, I, I can't think of the right word, but I think it, it, it's, it's being it's, talked it's, about more. Yeah, it's just it's okay to not be okay, right? Mm, yeah, you perfect. know, it's yeah. it's like. Um, 
it's just it, it is fine when someone asks you how you're doing if they're genuinely asking you how we're doing and they and they 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 do give a crap right <laughs> they won't mind if you say well actually i'm not feeling great because of work's massively overwhelming or you know I, 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 this has happened or, or something else has happened you know and that's that's going to be a friend and they'll they'll support you and that's that's a good thing that you can kind of get these things out where you know yeah it's it's it, it it's okay you know to to kind of be emotional we are emotional creatures and we've been built that way and it's not something that we should um um kind of hide you know mm. it makes it makes the joy even better right yeah. when when you you've kind of seen seen things in a negative way and i think as a football club we've embraced that lockdown period really well you know group groups of fans we're going to the game and people seem to be enjoying themselves better and being doing more interesting things and chatting a bit more and it's because we were stuck inside for 16 months right and it's these little things that I think have have helped us Uh, and I think Oxford United is going to as a fan um core whatever you call us the stuff that that joe's doing is is brilliant and it's it's going to make us stronger as a as a football family right that's that's the what we've got to look at this is is people will be um will will be in a in a you know yeah it's it's difficult to kind of describe it you're right about what somebody like Joe is doing and the, and and that group of fans that are trying to bring the colour back and it it shows that you you know you can one person you can make a difference because that one person Joe talking to some others and saying why don't we do this why don't we we've done it with Oxbox there were things that happened during lockdown with Oxbox it's like how about we do this and it it shows that individually we can make a difference and as a group we can make a huge difference you know that 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 chat joe that you have with paul on the way back and right okay we're going to do something and it, it it shows you can make a difference to people to people yeah i mean in terms of the new group it literally took two or three people go go to every single game looking at it and going hang on a minute look at the difference between match days now and five years ago when all the color and all the flags and all that sort of stuff were out why don't we sort of do something about it mm-hmm. and um yeah obviously i think we're getting there but um it's certainly made a difference already and having a group like this in place for god forbid when stuff like the joey thing happens sort of helps everyone band together and go towards the cause yeah i think you're playing it down a bit there everybody says oh <laughs> you know like oh somebody needs to do something but to take for, for you to say I'm going to do something. Mm. Well, full credit to you. Yeah. Was yeah. It, I think there's a Gandhi quote, is there? Be the change that you want to see in the world. I might have paraphrased that, but it's essentially, yeah. If you want to see something change, change it. And Joe, you've done that. You've you've brought that colour. The flags, you know, the the atmosphere. It 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 was lacking, and it's you know, the 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 ultras were brilliant, but they they moved on. They had other things to do, and in the same way that the you know the singers that used to stand on the London Road might now sit in the style stand up, uh, you know, and have a nice cup of coffee at half time. You know, and it's we all move on, we get older, 
and and it's it's right that it's that passing it on to the you know the the, the younger groups coming through you know it it has to be yeah you know we we'll sing you know and, and away games we, you know those like I say we there's a group in the South Sand Upper who will you know will will sing if it needs it but we're not the ones that are necessarily going to stand through the whole game and do it it's it's right and it I don't want to be one of these oh it was much better in my eight in my day because it wasn't you know it was of its time now is of its time and what you're doing is fantastic it's it's bringing the colour back and it. That encourages other people then to go. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I'll, I'll join in with a chat. I'll start a chat. I'll do something. I'll, I'll make a difference. And it's 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 fan- fantastic what you're doing. And it's you know to be commended. Yeah, I mean that's exactly what it is. Something like this, or even any sort of even the news of the stadium or something like that. Anything sort of just pushes more people towards getting involved and creating a better atmosphere. Yeah, uh, you're absolutely right. Um, it is also mirrored the success of the the club, right? If you look at the points where the fans have got excited and got behind things, you look at the ultras, which was just turning things round mm. from twen- 2010, right? And then we had another little pop-up of the ultras getting excited again, 2015, which led on to... to, to um, the the promotion yeah right it's the same thing here it's all positivity and and joe your your efforts are are commendable and so many people who will not tell you you're doing amazing stuff think you're doing an amazing stuff right so never never think if you see one person moaning there are literally a hundred who have have just not had a chance to tell you you're doing a great job and some people just like to moan if they're moaning if there's nothing to moan about they're not happy so just just ignore them (laughs) and that's why people move up into the south stand upper isn't it to grumble in unison (laughs) no so that we can see and film these fantastic displays much better (laughs) we we get to see it we're not underneath it although we did we did take the um sort of displays i remember the the one of the i think it was the jpt game against swindon where the massive Robin being skewered by the by the horn surfer came out and we had a big we had the Oxhead surfer in the south stand up but that got a few grumbles because people you know <laughs> what are you doing I'm you know you're going to spill me me flask and that kind of thing but I think you know it was it was the south stand up deciding well I tell you what if the if the ultras are doing a massive display let's have the, you know let's have the big flag up in the in the main stand we'll do it there and it you know it's 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 good that that it that people are doing it and I think you you know hopefully you'll get more and more people will say well I can give you a hand on this day or I'll you know I'll join in I'll help and 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 it is that kind of club community spirit that does bring us together yeah I mean it's exactly what you say like if if we're doing loads of stuff behind the east even at away games we've noticed since we started up there's been the odd sort of flag waver popping about and I guess before there was more of a general sort of notice and ask for us to do that. They just had them sat at home. I know plenty of people have just little flags just sat at home. Yeah, I think it's it's one of those things. People don't want to put their head above the parapet, but as soon as somebody else does, they'll go, "Oh right, oh okay, yeah, no, I'll take my flag then." Or you know, it, it does. It it just takes that that first group to step forward and do do it to start with. Everyone will join in. Moving on a little bit from that. 
I just I, 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 I had a sort of a look back through some of Joey's goals and, and obviously that Blackpool goal that was voted the best ever at the Managram that wasn't one I was at like I said I, I, at that time I was I wasn't as good as Joey obviously I was a centre half but I remember I went to a Tuesday night game my brother has a mate who played for Reading on loan in goal and I thought I'll, I'll just go back and have a revisit of that game we beat Reading 3-0 and Joey scored two set another one up the third goal was like a bicycle kick volley absolute screamer into the top corner um, any sort of particular fantastic memories particular goals obviously there's there's so many to, to think of but James any any standouts for you from his there are loads I mean I, I adored his, his final goal I didn't know it was a final goal at the time but that transition and scoring scoring against Exeter it was you know wasn't the greatest season we had, um, but yeah, that just—he he was just a a tremendous talent, and it's not—it's nice to have seen a, a, quite a few football people put him in the same bracket as Letizia, mm. as in the talent, because uh, that's what we saw. Yeah, you know, we did see that, and I can, you know, from my mind's eye now, I think about it. Uh, I, what I can see is I was left side of the London Road, and I can see him cutting in, cutting back, and then curling a low shot past the goalkeeper and then, you know, heading off to the corner flag. Mm. And it was that was that was Joey. And that some of those seasons we were super um impressive as a team. Um yeah, and just kind of Joey gives me that warm and fuzzy feeling about wingers, you know, with Joey and Chrissy Allen was yeah. top notch. Um, but I can't pick out any kind of one. I, th- I think they're all um, they're all marvellous. I can't. I, I've not sat through um, the, the the YouTube videos of everything yet. I, I haven't had time. I do do want to do that when it kind of doesn't put me into tears every yeah, time. Yeah. It's like um, I want to see if he scored a, a, a tap in or a <laughs> you know one off his butt. You know, <laughs> he wasn't that sort of player, was he? No, it, it, you know. It, uh, he, he wasn't what they call a great goal scorer. He was a scorer of great goals, you know. And it, it was it's interesting what you said about how good he was. And and I think I heard recently the reason West Ham bought him was because in a game against West Ham playing for us, he absolutely destroyed Julian Dix. And that was back in a time when Rumbelow's cut that was. Yeah, I remember when, when a player like Julian Dix could just kick you up in the air all for the whole match and not get booked or sent off because that was how the game was back then. But he couldn't do that to Joey because he was just too good for him. You know, a, a, a fullback like Julian Dix getting absolutely destroyed is is shows how good he was. Yes, turn of pace. He had that core balance and great control of the, the ball and a wand of a left foot. Yeah. And he was right? tough as well. You know, he, he, he would he would get kicked, but he'd get up. He'd, yes, you know, that, he, it was that it core was, strength, wasn't mm, it? Yeah. Absolutely. Maradona was nearly as good as Joey, yeah. I guess, built the yeah. same way. Yeah, yeah, but Joey didn't cheat. No. No, he, no, he didn't. <laughs> That's one thing he didn't do. I don't remember him diving. I really don't. Um, in, in anything. Uh, he certainly hasn't got the dark art skill that, God bless him, Matty Taylor does at the moment. <laughs> I mean... Somebody today was uh, was talking about whether he'd be in a best ever Oxford United side, and I just went, well, absolutely, you you you'd be probably the first name on the team sheet. 
I think you, you you wouldn't. There's no way you wouldn't have him in a in a an all-time Oxford eleven, is there? No, God, no. It, it, yeah, if you if you were able to put together every, you know, from a pool of all of our all of the players, um, yeah, you'd be the first name you'd put down. Yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Absolutely. Yeah, that it came as a shock when I was thinking. Well, of course you would. You'd certainly put him in a in a, in a team it, like you say. He'd probably be the first one on the team sheet. He, he is that good. Even even you know when you think about the the sort of the, the first division side, he'd slot into that no problem at all. I think the word legend is overused sometimes, but here there's no other word. No, you're legend right. of Oxford United. I mean, we we we're obviously talking about something that's going to happen Saturday with with the display. I think a lot of people have also said something more permanent needs to happen, which I think you know, given time and in time, that that's something that um, you know I I hope does happen. And and if you know that's something that I think as fans will have to make happen. Um, it's it's definitely something that that he deserves and and that should happen. Definitely, I, I I think it would be Im, Im, imaginable that word um, to to think the club wouldn't do anything. Yeah, they're, they're going to. They they they've got this. Yeah, they have. No, I think you're right. You're right about they've got this. That it, it is the sort of thing that this club now does. You know, in the past we've we've perhaps not been good enough in that respect. But going back to talking about Carl again he, he gets it he knows what this is about and it, it, it and it's something that they they will have you know a way of marking marking Joey's life in a more permanent way yeah um we could talk forever about him obviously um and, and I'm, I'm I'm sure in, in future pods we will we will we will talk more we'll we'll be able to talk about what uh, what happens on Saturday in the Cambridge game um quick preview on that I mean that's it's going to be a tough game it's going to be tough for the players that you know after what has been an emotional week they 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 handled it well at crew you know it wasn't a great performance but it was a a very good win and a battling win and and a you know we 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 took three points there um Cambridge is going to be emotional for the players as well how how, how are we thinking that they they're going to cope with that hopefully that's we'll, a we'll tough ask mm. that's a tough ask right it's it's like a lot of football matches and sports events you see where there is emotion heavily on one side can can cause a performance issue, right? And that's fine. We we can't be putting pressure on the players saying, right, you're going to win every single game of the season now for Joey, right? It's that that's that's not a thing. We would like to go out and do absolutely everything that we can, but. Um, there's so much kind of pr- not pressure, but kind of the players will be feeling it. And go- going to the crew game, which I know we, we we kind of skipped over, that was such a tough result, and and what a great result that was for us to get there. The pitch was terrible. We kind of had a lot of pose- possession, but we didn't really take our chances. But to come away with a one nil goal a one nil win just felt really fitting and if we can get the same on saturday i am all over that yeah no it it was a a grind it out kind of result um playing well you know playing like you say possession 
we 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 looked in control of the game without ever battering their goalkeeper but it was it was yeah one of those hard fought results that you, you need um and with other results kind of going our way on tuesday a little bit it's it's really set us up um for the rest of the season and and some there's there's some there's still some tough games to come but i think we we've 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 got a run that we could put together you know you can you could easily see us going on a run i think we're, we're playing well enough to do that um if it doesn't happen uh, you know after accrington and bolton i think there was a few kind of oh that's it it's you know mid-table i think we're going to struggle and and then bang two results on the trot and it's, it's hey that's football fans isn't it especially yeah, Oxford fans, isn't it? Yeah. It, it was after accrington that was it our season was over and we're currently third or fourth yes. sorry yeah yeah right and it, it's 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 the same thing. I remember there were, I was getting goaded by some Wickham fans after they <laughs> won the league a few weeks ago yes. and set the fireworks off. Yeah. And it was like there's so many more games. Mm. You want to count your chickens now? You you do that. Yeah. Right. And and you know it's it's in May. That's where we can decide if we've had a successful season or not. Yeah. Right now, it's all about the excitement, the anticipation. You know, we're not in a relegation situation. We've got an incredible team scoring more goals than I can ever remember an Oxford team scoring. I think the stat last night was this: this team has scored more goals than we have since 1984. Yeah. At this at this stage, put your money through those <laughs> tickets. You know, anybody listening to this, of course, we're not we're not reaching out to people who are umming and ahhing about buying a ticket. We're your 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 audience is hardcore, <laughs> yes. and you know they need to start telling their 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 pals and family that there is something going on here. It is, and um, it is going to be a exciting end to the season. You've got people like Joe who are putting the time in and the effort in to make the atmosphere and the experience just be vibrant and alive and the players are doing that doing that <clears throat> football is is a confidence game and having us be confident and feel great on the pitch is going to reap wonders for us you know um uh, uh, in 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 the close down the closing out of the season it, it it is it's great entertainment at the moment it well it has been most of the season but but certainly recently it's been we're scoring goals for fun we've stopped stopped conceding but we were conceding goals as well it was if you're a neutral like you say most of the people listening to this aren't but if you're a neutral it's been fantastic entertainment and it's it's great that you know three ten thousand crowds on the trot at home hopefully we'll have another one on on saturday i know you know i've seen on social media quite a lot of people saying well, i haven't been for ages but we're going you know we'll, we'll we'll go just to to remember joey but also it, i think people are, are coming to games seeing how much enjoyment there is at these games and, and coming back again and it's it can only sort of all go well for the rest of the season and you know and it i think you know joe it, we we we've talked about you know the, in the, in previous seasons when things are going well and 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 the fans get involved. I think it it kind of works both ways. If things are going great on the pitch, it's it's easy to kind of promote and do the marketing and stuff like that. And and it's it's easier to wave a flag if you're winning you know football matches. It, it's hard if you're getting beaten every week. You know that kind of, that so it, it both sides you know the team is feeding off the fans and the fans are feeding off the team at the moment joe i think you you, you must sort of you're an east stand 
you know supporter you you must feel yeah. that you must feel around, that you. around you yeah i mean we've obviously pushed a lot in terms of getting sort of bums on seats behind that goal but the fact that the last three games that we've really tried to push it have all finished three two i mean <laughs> it helps us quite a lot it was very difficult waving those flags um away at Accrington in terms of morale but um yeah. in the home games it's been going quite well yeah yeah no it, it, it it's it, it does success breed success and it, it, it's fantastic what you're doing it, it will you know you, you'll have like you say away at Accrington when it's absolutely chucking it down with rain it, it's yeah it's a little bit harder than a nice sunny day on a Saturday which hopefully Saturday will be but all you know all respect to you for doing that and, and you know the people that are getting involved alongside that and if you're listening to this and you're not involved and you know you want to get involved that's something that you, I'm assuming you, you've got a, a there's a Twitter account or yeah literally if you want to get more involved with waving or literally anything just send us a message because I mean we haven't got a huge amount of numbers but we've got a huge amount of people that want to help out and sort of a bit half afraid to get in touch but yeah literally and it's if you want a flag if you want to help set up anything and, and I think those sort of things you know sometimes people think oh, I don't want to get involved too much you know because I, I can't always do it, and it but if you know somebody can help for one game that's a help isn't it you know it's it, even even a little bit every now and then is going to be a help yeah exactly <laughs> no perfect so if you are listening if people are listening to this and thinking I'd like to get involved do it and, and like we say you know there's it, there's so many things that 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 sort of attitude has helped. You know, we've, we've seen today three and a half thousand people have taken part in the survey for Stratfield Break, and that's that's people getting you know going right. I'm I'm not going to leave it for somebody else to do. I'm going to do it myself. And and there is a core there that of people that will that will get involved and, and will help. Um, and that's that's good that they you know that, that you're seeing that. And I mean, if you don't physically want to help out, you can still donate to the GoFundMe. We've hit our target now, but the rest is going straight to mine. So at this point, yeah. it's literally yeah. just a um a GoFundMe set up for mine for Joey. Perfect. Amazing yeah. work. Amazing yeah. work, Joe. Yeah. Uh, I, th- I, th- I think you should be very proud of what you're doing. Um, you know, like like James said earlier, it, it, people might not tell you. Um, but they, they're certainly thinking it, and it's, you know, I suppose sometimes you can't shout from the top of the south stand over the east stand, what well, I lads are doing a great job, but, you know, that this is this is a shout out from there. So, um, yeah, no, it, it's it's fantastic what you're doing. Um, and, and hopefully there'll be there'll be more displays, you know, through the season, bigger games. And, um, yeah, if you if you need us to, to promote that, just just give us a shout. We'll we'll do what we can. Is there going to be a Hello Tim um, banner in the in the <laughs> high, high south stand high yeah. upper. I'll, I'll look out for that. A big banner. Can we do that, Joe? Is that something we you know? It's, it's something we can look at. I've had I've had some interesting requests. <laughs> I, I had a request for a um, Bore and Bore and Oxford flag today, oh, and I was yes, like, oh yes. my god. <laughs> for the Ipswich game yeah. yeah exactly it's got to be it's awesome. got to be yeah so uh, yeah so the, the the sort of card display where it's all yellow and then when Tim walks into the ground we just turn it over and it says hi Tim I think that's yeah or something worse I would like that <laughs> <laughs> as long as we stay clear from rubbish like Pride of the West Country or something you know really stupid <laughs> oh. like that that Pride of Oxfordshire, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> that was a fun game to go to, wasn't it? Was. it? Where, where we heard they were unveiling this amazing <laughs> display 
and up went a couple of ropes yeah. and um yeah pride of the west it, country it was, like it was a shame four. they got beaten by cheddar gorge <laughs> i think it was, it was about like about the size of about four bed sheets stitched together wasn't it yeah and, and sort of yeah microsoft paint it was um yeah i mean fair play to you know being able to sort of spell things right down at that but anyway um yeah uh so um, yeah, we've done the high Tim. We've we've covered a lot. Any 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 other bit? We often do any other business. Anything that's kind of on your mind at the moment that you that we've not yet covered that we we ought to. Well, we've had the, <laughs> we've had the stadium stuff um, close out today, and that's yes. that's kind of um, you know you know something we're going to be waiting on, and I think that'll be played out over the summer. So, mm. at life as an Oxford United fan. Um, you know, is going to be a, uh, a an interesting one. This this not even, not only in the run up to the end of the season, but for the little while. So hold on to your hats. It's yeah, going to be a fun one. It is. You're right. The 15th of March, I think, is the next council. Excuse me, council cabinet meeting where they'll they'll make that decision. Um, we put we we had a pod with Paul from Oxbox recently, pushing people. So if you're listening to this and you did submit. Um, like, you know take part in that online survey thank you it's you know it's having your voice heard is, is so important in, in in any democracy you need to tell people what you're thinking and and you know getting out there and, and doing that um you know fingers crossed the decision you know that first hurdle will will get over um but that's yeah the the start then of a long process so we'll yeah, we'll 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 cover that again. Are you are you a Kidlington lad, James? Are you or did you live? In you used to live in Kidlington, yeah. yeah. And but but the connection for me was I was a part of Fowl. I was part of the Fowl committee mm. when we were trying to get the Kassam restarted. So you kind of became an expert on planning <laughs> and um, city councils, district councils, county councils, the power of organisations such as you know. Um, the 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 kind of the the anti groups that will appear, um, and the Kassam restart was in a far worse position than Stratfield Break. Mm. I'm not counting chickens, right? It's still going to be a very very hard um, thing to do to get this through, and to there not to be appeals, and for there not to be judicial reviews and whatever else, but. Right now, with the 50-year plan that they've got, uh, Oxfordshire County Council have got, that what the stadium move would do for the City Council, will do for Vale, would do for Charwell, would do for all of the the kind of districts within within the county, who are under huge pressure to find housing. Mm. The Moving the Kassam, opening that up to housing, is such a benefit. Yeah. to this city it just feels like a win 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 right and i know there will be people they won't be listening to this but there will be people who passionately do not want our football club on their doorstep right and we must not get angry at them or insult them or goad them right don't amplify their voice right if someone's complaining on twitter or or, or biting at you they may just just don't amplify them there's been a, quite a few people recently who've started to get a bit angsty they had a total follower count of six 
right and it's like you have not got a voice because you are just someone who is who is um negative and that's fine for them to be negative mm. right this isn't football where we need to be tribal we need to respect these people and understand that they are going to be our neighbors and they might might have valid concerns on why they don't want the football club there and if we can then understand what their fears are and solve them right then that is something that will prove beneficial to us in the the kind of foul days with with Kassam and moving in it wasn't the city councils and the county councils that proved to be the the oil in the water it was a few individuals who would benefit financially from not having or from holding up the development of the football club right and it was those individuals that had they had the most to lose because it was hundreds of thousands of pounds and that's why they wanted to get stuck in and kind of delay things because they wanted their their pay payoff. We haven't seen those individuals yet. We've seen we've seen people who don't want the, the development. That will come. There will be people who will want to get their um, ten pence out of this. My belief is it won't be Kassam. I think Kassam is on our side here because he could well make a <laughs> lot more money. Yeah. Right. So I don't think we now turn Kassam into a into a baddie. But it's all about understanding where these people are. And if someone is shouting at us that they don't want the stadium there for a monetary value, then that's fine for them to go and do that because the judicial reviews will weigh this up. And if it's an individual asking for half a million quid versus a city, a county-wide plan for the next 50 years to support tens of thousands of houses potentially in different areas and a great new infrastructure, it ain't going to wash, no. right? And we, we, we just need to not fall into the trap of of kind of doing the football fan trope that a lot of these people worry about that we're all louts and hooligans and abusive because they don't want us on their doorstep so we just prove to them we're not yeah no you're absolutely right about making sure that we yeah we don't fall into that trap that's been set by some people or, or you know that that like you say you, you sort of see oh crikey it's going to be you know all to drunken hooligans in kidlington and it's like yeah. have, you, have you been to a game recently people it's you know it, it, it's a cross-section of society. The the, the, the cross-section of people go, that go to Oxford United games are the same as a cross-section of the people that live in Kidlington and any yes. other town. It, they, they're society. They're not different. They're, you know, they're, they're every walk of life. Every walk of life goes and watches football and every walk of life will, will go and watch football, hopefully in Kidlington in a few years' time. And, yeah. and I hope that, like you say, those, you know, genuine fears because... Often that kind of media portrayal of football fans is is not always the most positive, and it might be that we surprise them and and they realise that there are people within that football club who, who will you know do stuff in and around Kidlington. They'll they'll look maybe at, at things that we can help Kidlington do. We, you know there yeah. are, there's there's that ground. We, we've proved it this week that if if the need arises, our our fans will will get behind and support and do the right thing and whatever that might be in the future in Kidlington you know I hope we'll, we'll be good neighbours um, like you, you've hit the nail on the head it's about being good neighbours and the worries are environmental you're digging up the green the green belt right isn't that bad I'm, I'm afraid Kidlington is going to be surrounded by a lot more houses if the stadium doesn't go up 
you 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 know your traffic well it's either that or again 6000 houses in between Yarton and Kidlington the mm. traffic's going to be dreadful all of the time yeah uh, uh, and it's like you know the the kind of noise which which can kind of be understood and it's just it's just being able to uh, to to figure out those those people's fears mm. and and you know telling them it's okay it's okay for them to be angry with us yeah. it's it's to make those to understand what it is they're cross about and to see if we can prove otherwise. Mm. I think the, um, what the club are doing with these frequently sort of raised questions that they've issued a couple of uh, news item articles sort of responding to some of the fears and the concerns. And I think they've, they've responded fantastically, the club in, in that respect, sort of answering some of the fears. Yeah. Yeah. I, and as I said, I think the, the real worry will come when you get, individuals or organizations that could make a big buck about holding things up mm. it's my belief that all the local landowners want to see development because they don't want to turn their fields into things mm. and um yeah that that uh, the stadium is going to come as a, as a as a benefit for that and it's part of the oxford oxfordshire plan if if the stadium doesn't go in kids kid, to kidlington it doesn't mean Kidlington is protected and stays, you know, unattached to Oxford. It seems like that is going to happen in the next 20 years yeah. anyway, just because of the amount of people moving here and living here. Mm. And it would be nice for, for Oxfordshire as a county to be progressive and have those kind of amazing facilities that we have to drive to Birmingham for. Or, you know, we look at our ice rink in the centre of town and it's, it's you know, 45 years old and needs renovating yeah. and holds the team back there and you know your your, your different um conference centers and things the mm. university could use it's just yeah it's just such a positive but we we don't know it's a long long haul to go yeah. it's a world-class city isn't it it's a world-renowned city and it it, it deserves to have world-class facilities you know i think it's it's yeah, you kind of look at the Kassam and it, it, it's that kind of, well, it's hidden away. We won't talk about that. And it would be nice to have something that not just football fans, but the whole county can be proud of. It's very different as well. Like, I I get why there is some fear. I mean, it is a scary prospect of football stadium coming in. You know, you don't do your research and it is, it is scary being right in the doorstep. But the way that Oxford United are going about it. The directors, their visions are not. This isn't going to be a football stadium like anywhere else. Yeah. You know, they are aiming for green all the way. It is going to mm. be so interesting seeing if it gets past, you know, this next stage and into planning permission and stuff. What they come up with because I don't think we'll have seen it anywhere else before. Like the, no, you're right. Like when the Kassam was being made, I can't remember them ever talking about being like, um, like, environmentally friendly and that sort of thing. Whereas they're talking about you know, Wimbledon, they're they're, oh no, sorry, Forest Green have it's ten percent, like, green or something. I don't know, mm. but they're aiming for at least twelve, and it's just like this is this is this is something different, you know. This isn't your usual football stadium proposal this they want to work with the environment they want to work with Kidlington and I think 
if it goes ahead, it could actually start you know, make things easier for, as an example, for other parts, you know, to move because mm. they know what they're doing. Yeah, you're right. It's it's not going to be an off-the-shelf identikit stadium. It's going to be we we all hope you know something a bit special with with character, but also like you say that that environmental sort of wastewater um, recycling and and solar and and all the sort of stuff that we can that the technology now allows us to do um to to make as, as little impact as possible on the environment which is you know such an important consideration nowadays and, and you're right yeah it's something not something that uh, necessarily was considered when the kasam was 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 finalized um they're talking about bringing in like sound experts and that sort of stuff mm. i mean that yeah <laughs> i wonder if any sound experts ever been near the kasam <laughs> <laughs> yeah they probably had they probably stood in the car and went that's rubbish. Even with <laughs> the fourth side, that's not doing much. You know, it's you know you've the, you've got high pitched roofs that you know you lose it to the air. It, it's it's something different. Mm. Yeah. I I know with the Kassam there were some stipulations <clears throat> about music at night, and they 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 did have to kind of reduce the volume, but the way the Kassam's been looked after, I don't think we can hear anything anyway now. Everything's knackered. <laughs> Um, but it, there's so many positives that the Kassam hasn't got. Like it's the conference center, and uh, you know, Kassam center, Kassam's got a conference center. The most use, and it's been a great use mm. that the Kassam has had, has been it's so COVID friendly to get you, people vaccinated. But it's not a great place for the university. No. If we can partner up with a university, you've got a train service literally eight minutes walk away which can get you into london in 45 minutes and that then gives the university huge potential uh of being able to put on events with great travel uh connections you try getting to the kassam on on a wednesday night or a thursday night when there's not the football on um for for it but that's why it's just not used as a conference center you know it's just terrible terrible i mean i didn't say that in 98 of course (laughs) it's the best place to put it um but yeah it it was it was needed at the time and and this is needed now isn't it it's it's uh It, it rolled back it rolls back to to joey it was like if the kassam didn't happen oxford united wouldn't have existed yeah. right we were told that we would have stayed at the manor and the manor would have had to have um, been reduced to one stand only due mm. to the asbestos that was in the london road yeah. and the capacity would have been 1100 and you try running a football club in the 90s with that <laughs> much debt with 1100 people in there you know, it had to happen. Whether it was the best decision or not, it was the decision at the time. And that's the same thing with Joey's move to West Ham. You know, that I heard some, there was a piece on him about how Keith Cox had walked Joey round the pitch to, to talk him through the move and why it was important. And um, I think it was Nick Harris who was saying that Joey was being convinced to go yeah. for the benefit of the football club. And, as as a fan at the time, you didn't know that. No. You were just like, oh, he's he's off to West Ham. You know, he's you know he's kind of successful now. Bye, Joey, mm. kind of thing. But that just shows the 
the credit to him that he had to be convinced to go even at that 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 age and there were a number of players in that era Paul Powell Phil Whitehead who, who went Chrissy Allen again they they loved the football club but they moved to keep it afloat mm. and, and and credit has to be to that whole you know those those guys I mean you're, it, it must be such a weird thing in a career that you know you have you have to go and get transferred to another place so your original place of work can keep keep Don't operating right. yeah so weird I, th- I think a perfect point at which to to kind of conclude there is yeah Joey Joey put the club above what he wanted you know he, he would have been happy to have stayed at Oxford and and spent his whole career there um, but he did what was best for Oxford at the time even though it you know, in hindsight, wasn't best for him, and and I think that that was a mark of how much he he loved the club. I think that's we like I said we, we could go on forever, but I think we'll we'll pause it there, um, guys. I've, it's been a real pleasure to Joe for, as a first timer. Thank you so much for for what you're doing. Thank you for coming on. Um, it's it's been really enjoyable. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. No, uh, thank you for coming on, um, James. Thank you. No worries. Thank you. And Paul, thanks again. Um, everybody, take care thank of each other. Back. Look out. <laughs> we'll, we'll have you back. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's down the front. I'll, I'll blame Fraser because he's not here. Um, thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening. Um, take care of each other. Look out for each other. We'll see you all on Saturday. Um, with tears and, and, and laughter hopefully and, and cheers and, and we'll have a we'll have a great day. But uh, everybody take care of each other and we'll see you next time. Take care. Bye bye. What a great run 